You're listening to the Hope City Community Church Podcast. We pray the message will encourage, inspire, and challenge you to experience the real Jesus. Thanks for listening. Now, let's tune in. Good morning, church. How is everybody today? You look great. You look like you got a little extended weekend time coming up. Is that okay with everybody else? Take a little day off tomorrow, get you some rest. I'm excited. I am, uh, I don't know if you guys saw my Facebook post, but I am absolutely torqued up to teach today. I'm talking about I am just fully loaded for bear and ready to go into the woods. You hear me? I'm ready to go. Um, so much so because what I'm teaching today has, uh, let me ask you this. Have you ever had a thought that shifted a paradigm? that changed the basis of the way you see something and you're never able to go back, right? Um, uh, this, this whole teaching has done something for me because it has, it has placed an understanding in my mind different than what I thought before I learned it. And what it has changed is my understanding concerning my purpose here on earth. Do you know that you have a purpose here? Do you know that you're not here by accident? What would you say if you and I were one-on-one right now and I said that you are an emissary of heaven and you have been sent here on assignment just for this time? You are perfectly in place and perfectly on time to make an impact that will echo throughout eternity. Can I tell you that those words even fall short of the truth? You have a purpose, and that purpose is to come in line with the kingdom of heaven and to bring the principles of the kingdom of heaven here to earth, to make a change here on earth. And I'm gonna show it to you today in the scripture. Today, I'm going to start a series that I'm calling The Kingdom. And I'm going to stay in this series as long as it takes. I may stay into it for four weeks. I may be there eight weeks. I don't know. I'm not going to put a bookend on it. I'm just going to preach it until I feel like we get it. Is that okay? All right. So the first thing I've got to do is I've got to put this in context for you. The kingdom principle is found like a, a, a ribbon that runs from Genesis chapter one all the way to the last chapter of uh, Revelation. It is talked about more than any other topic in the scripture. It is called the kingdom of heaven. It's called the kingdom of God. It's called the soon coming kingdom. It's called the soon returning kingdom. It is called the kingdom, uh, plural in different ways, but the essence is this. There is a kingdom that is not like this earth. And that that kingdom has a desire to colonize earth with its principles, its culture. You and I have been deputized to do such work. And so uh, in studying this, my mind was completely blown Uh, because I find it, like I said, through Genesis all the way through the end of the book, that God always had either a person, a prophet, a teacher, a preacher, a savior, to teach the concept of kingdom. From the very beginning all the way to the very last moment, the kingdom has value. And I want to show you this in a very cool microcosm that we find in Matthew. In the book of Matthew, we're gonna be hanging out in the book of Matthew for the next few weeks, uh, and I'm gonna be using some some other supporting scripture, but if you wanna read ahead, just read Matthew. Jesus lays down a clinic about the kingdom of heaven in the book of Matthew. 32 times he mentions the kingdom of heaven is like the book of Matthew. And what he's trying to do is he's trying to make people like you and I understand that we are not from earth. Wait a second, Pastor. That's something weird to say. I know. It blew my mind when I, sat, when, I, when I read it for the first time. 
Did you know if you look in the Bible, it says that you're an alien here? Now, I'm not talking about some, you know, uh, antenna, you know, flying a flying saucer alien. What I'm saying is, is it's more in the context of you are an alien from a foreign land. And that earth was not your original colony or concept. This is, this is mind-changing stuff, but stay with me. I'm going to give you scripture for all this. Earth was created by God to expand heaven. I can show it to you. Earth created by God to expand his territory to the natural and the physical realm, not just the spiritual. Some heavy stuff, kids. I normally teach light and, blah, 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 the, you know, the puppeteer and I've cracked jokes. Today, I'm not going to be so much that way because I want you to get this. We're going to start at the deep end of the pool and we're just going to go deeper. Is that okay? Because I want you to have understanding. I think you as a people are ready for deeper things. The milk is great, meat's even better. Amen. Do you agree with that? So I want you to get some meat over the next few weeks. Um, where was I? Jesus, John the Baptist, Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3, uh, verse 1 and 2. It says, in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Then in chapter 4, John it's placed in prison. Remember I told you there's a ribbon that flows throughout the whole scripture. This is just a picture of that. There's a ribbon that runs through the whole Bible that if one man is preaching it and loses his voice, another person picks it up and they begin to preach it. So in chapter three, at the end of chapter three, we see John is arrested. In Matthew chapter four, it says this. It says, now when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum which is by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. Verse 17, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say what? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. There was always somebody throughout history who was inspired by the Holy Spirit to carry the truth. And here's that truth. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, I want to challenge your thinking on this because we use the word repent a lot of times incompletely. We use the word repent uh, as, it, as it pertains to religion a lot, not as it pertains to the original creation of the word. When somebody says repent, that used to be what preachers would slap their Bible. You better repent and get right, right? And that would remind us to say, ooh, I better stop doing these certain activities. And line my life up with the scripture. The word repent, though, if you look it up, it means this. It means to change your mind, your understanding, and live in a different way. To change your ideas and philosophies. Change your ideas. Concept, your paradigm is shifting to repent. And when it says the kingdom of heaven is near or at hand, it's really saying the kingdom of heaven is now. Check this out. If we were to put in correct context what this verse is saying, both John the Baptist, all the way from the beginning of Genesis to the end of Revelation, saying, shift your thinking because the kingdom of heaven is here. It's here. You see, I was brought up thinking that the kingdom of heaven was something to come. Was anybody else taught that way? That if we lived right, that man, we're going to experience heaven, man, it's going to be great. And can I tell you, while that's true, can I tell you there are benefits and blessings of heaven here on earth for you today? Oh, that gets me pumped up. But you've got to change your thinking. You've got to let your paradigm shift. Why? Because there's understanding that if you will get it according to the scripture, you can 
function and operate according to the kingdom of heaven now. I should be able to be done preaching right there. Don't shout me down now. This is good preaching. I'm telling you, we're going we're to go deep into the word today. Stay with me. Can I also point this out? And when Jesus says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near, he says, repent, change your mind. Jesus focused on your mind before he ever focused on your spirit. Ooh, hang on, pastor. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Here's why. Because if I can change your mind, I can change your actions. Right? It's the battleground of the mind. Jesus knows if we win the battleground of the mind, the spirit follows. We got this thing whipped. So Jesus goes after your mind first. What a beautiful picture of his wisdom of the human body and how we function. He goes after the mind. So what's with all the talk about the kingdom? What is it? What's the purpose? Let's, let's break down a few scriptures. Matthew 6, 33. Matthew 6, 33, it says this. But seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness then all these things shall be added unto you. But seek first. But seek first. But seek before anything else. Make it my priority to make it my priority. Seek first the kingdom. How can I make the kingdom my priority? What am I chasing? What's my focus? What's my goal? This says make understanding the kingdom your goal. And then it says righteousness. Get to know the kingdom and its righteousness. Then all these things will be added unto you. What, what, what makes things righteous? What makes things righteous? Laws make us righteous. You see, every Culture has their own rules, and you're either in right standing. When I'm driving, I'm very rarely in right standing of the law. I'm not a righteous driver, right? Because I speed. How do I become righteous according to the kingdom? I have to have understanding. Culture. What this scripture says, that if I come in line the understanding of the scripture and I live according to the scripture says then as a byproduct these things start being added to my life wow so why is it that we continue to chase the rotting byproduct of the kingdom say what does that mean I've got a palm tree in my front yard that's spitting out these tiny little orange balls all over the yard and after they hit the ground for a while, they, they just get funky and musty. And then it's like stepping into jam when you're trying to mow the yard. They get mushy, right? That's why I have Gabe do it. It's great. <laughs> Here's what's crazy. Byproduct of the kingdom are all these things. What are the things we chase? Better car, better house, right? Uh, money. Right? Start seeking these things. You're going after the, that's the fruit that falls off the vine of righteousness. Why are you chasing the already dead fruit? Did you know that when fruit is perfectly ripe, it begins to die instantly? When you are chasing the best of this world, it's already dying. The kingdom lives forever. So what he's saying is seek first the kingdom of God be in right standing with it. All this byproduct that you've been making your priority will be added to you. It's a byproduct. We are chasing the fruit that is on the ground instead of the tree that continually produces it. That's the beginning of the kingdom. Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. It says, in your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let me tell you what's happening. Twelve men have been around Jesus. Mind's blown by the miracles he's doing. Mind's blown by the wisdom and the functionality that he has about the culture of heaven. And they say, 
you're getting different results than we're getting. Will you teach us how to get those results? He goes, so glad you asked. He says, it has to do when you tap into the kingdom. How do we tap into the kingdom? We pray. You see, when you have conversation on earth, it's called English. When you have conversation with your kingdom in heaven, it's called prayer. He says, when you pray, you pray like this. You pray with understanding. Oh, it's so rich. I love it. Get ready. My father, where is he? Who art in Hallowed be thy name. Thy on as it is in. Stop there. Stop there. We're getting too deep too fast. Earth, said it earlier, was created as an extension of heaven, a colony of heaven. When you go to the Bahamas, did you know that the Bahamas for years was a colony of Great Britain? The colony of Great Britain meant that they took the culture of Great Britain and injected it into a foreign land, and they did this by sending a governor. Governor, although he represented the king of Great Britain, later on the queen of Great Britain, he was not the king or the queen. Why? Because the king and the queen did not live in the Bahamas. The king and queen lived in Great Britain. Our father, who art in, there's your kingdom. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Here's your colony. Here's your colonization, you ready? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, the colony, as it is in the kingdom of heaven. It's rich. Stay with me, stay with me, stay. If you will let this sink into your mind, it will change you today. He says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He says, you gotta know who he is, you gotta know where he is, and you gotta know how wonderful he is. And if you start there, you start it correctly. Let me put it in a different way. Know where your authority is. Know where your power comes from. You see, here's the truth. When they first sent governors to the Bahamas, there was like four of them. The Bahamas had a population of 80,000. How can four people change a culture of 80,000? Because they don't stand in their own authority. They stand in the authority of Great Britain. And when they come, they don't come trying to flex on 80,000 people. They'd be over with in a second. They come and they say, you know what you guys need? You guys need tea. You would love, the hottest time of the day, here's three o'clock, and it just so happens, that's when we stop working and take tea. You'd love Great Britain. You'd, no, you'd love Great Britain. We have these holidays and nobody works at all. Wait, you guys don't have holidays here? Oh, you would love Great Britain. You know what we should do? We should start assimilating some of the culture of Great Britain here in the Bahamas. They slowly begin to add elements of the culture to the Bahamas until one day they looked up. There was nothing different from the Bahamas there was from Great Britain. It's called a settler's colonization. And God was the original manufacturer of that colonization. When he created Adam and Eve, he created them to live in an extension of heaven here on earth we know as the Garden of Eden. Powerful stuff. There was no work. You didn't have to work to get food. You literally just walked around and ate stuff. I'm down for that. 
There was no need for currency. Literally, the only thing currency would have done, you could have started a fire with it. You didn't need it. Everything you need was supplied by his glory. That was his design. That's the design of the kingdom. Why did God desire a colony here on earth? So he could expand his kingdom into the natural and come here and commune with humans who are made in his image. Literally, he made himself friends. Can you imagine if we still lived in that wonderful place today? Adam mucked it up for all of us, didn't he? Can I explain to you what Adam actually did? Adam rebelled against the kingdom. He said, yes, we're a colony of heaven, but we're going to do it our way. And in doing so, he denied the lordship of the king of heaven. He said, we're no longer a kingdom of heaven. We're no longer a colonization of your kingdom. We'll do it our way from this way. And he broke the connection. Can I tell you something gross I found out? Look at the key word of colony. The root word is colon. We use it in another form called colon. Colon. And in the sense of the word colon, it is a connector. The colon connects the mouth and the rectum. It's a connection. That's all colony means. It's a connection. It's what comes out of the mouth of the king, shows up somewhere else down the river. The colon E. The connection between heaven and earth. Pretty gross, right? But does that not explain what a colony is? Blew my mind. I never heard that. So here's what's crazy about it. Now, Adam rejects kingdom. God being the perfect gentleman he is, says you don't realize how hard you're going to have it now. But if that's the way you want it, you can have it. Turns Adam loose to deal with sin. Now, this is one of the craziest things that hit me while I was studying this. Your skin suit that God gave all of us colonizers. Some are more tan than others, but make no mistake, they're all the same. He values them all equally. So should we. Hello, somebody. These skin suits that he gave all of his colonizers, all of his emissaries of heaven got these suits. They were never made to function in the environment of sin. Sin is acidic to our skin suits. The minute sin entered the equation, death and devastation were added to the Did you know it was never God's plan for you to die? Adam and Eve would still be here amongst us right now had sin never entered the mix. How do I know that? Because as it is in heaven, it was supposed to be on earth. There's no dying in heaven. There's no decay. Think about that. There's no decay to the human body. Can I tell you, my back is hurting right now. I'll take a little bit of that kingdom action here now, right? Our skin suit. When sin was injected, that's why all of a sudden they said, he said, Adam, Eve, where are you? They said, we're here hiding amongst the bushes because we're naked. He said, I told you you were naked. Who exposed your weakness to your skin suit? This is deep, kids. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. Because now you and I are still dealing with the devastating effects that sin had to a colonizer suit even. It was not God's plan for you to function in sickness. You would be healthy every day of your life. You would be born and you would hit the age of apex strength and quality and you would stick there. I'll take some of that. But because of sin, we go past the level of our prime and we have to push into the devastation that sometimes age can bring. My prayer is that we stay young even in our old age, amen? That the quality of our years is matched with the quality of our God, amen? 
See, I believe that even though we live in a sinful world, we are not of this world. That we can expect health and strength and vitality from heaven, even here on earth. Why? Because we're not of this earth. If you hear anything I say today, you hear this. You are not of this earth. You have been sent here on mission to colonize earth, the culture of heaven. Amen. God gave it to him in five ways. He laid it down for understanding, gave five points, and I'm going to read these to you. What is this kingdom of heaven? The kingdom of heaven, first, is God's original plan and purpose for mankind. The Garden of Eden, but it would have covered the earth and it would have been for everybody. The kingdom of heaven is God's original plan and purpose for mankind. Here's what it did. It had five functions. Number one, to extend and establish his kingdom on earth exactly the way it is in heaven. To extend, to bring from heaven to earth, and also establish the new colony, his kingdom on earth exactly the way it is in heaven. Number two, God desired to administrate the earthly colony, through his children. God desires to administrate the earthly colony through his children. Who am I speaking of? Talking to you. Your assignment. God's desire is to administrate earth through you. But wait, I thought we were just here to worship and maybe just get together and beat some deviled eggs every once in a while. Nah, part of it. No, it's not the purpose. I, uh, I was in Africa a few weeks back, several weeks back, on a safari crazy stuff. In the middle of safari, the guy just stops the truck. It's a land cruiser. Top cut off of it. He's <clears throat> slowed it down and pulled it off the side of the road. I said, Maxwell, what's going on? He goes, tea time. Yeah. Wild animals out here, bro. Let's not stop. Push on here. Just saw a rhino like 200 yards that way. Make the tea to go. He says, it's not our culture. It's not our culture. Our culture is that we take tea at 3 o'clock. I said, can we make it 3.15 and just get out this, past this next fence or something, please? Sorry, it's our culture. At 3 o'clock, we have tea. I said, man, I didn't even know, I didn't even know Africans like tea. Yes, we didn't. Until the British came. And now, we like what they like. Because we like biscuits that are not our biscuits, by the way. Our biscuits are much better. It's more like a dry, cornbready ugh, thing. The reason why they serve it with tea is because you've got to drink the tea to get it down. <laughs> so you stop at 3 o'clock, no matter what you're doing, you stop at 3 o'clock and you have tea, biscuits. And I asked him, I said, you've done this your whole life? My whole life. I said, mama did her whole life? Mama did her whole life. Granddaddy? Yep. Great-granddaddy? No. Hang on. Why didn't he do it? He goes, great-grandfather was born pre-colonization. It was very hard on him to learn the nature of Great Britain. He said, we have changed based on who colonized us. He said, my only wish is that maybe the Netherlands would have colonized us. I said, why is that? He said, they take the whole month of December off. <laughs> That's incredible. Moving to the Netherlands. And I found that out to be true. You know why? My wife and I, for a 15-year anniversary, we took a cruise, and it stopped in St. Martin. If you know anything about St. Martin, if you don't, go look it up. It's very cool. It's colonized on one half by the Netherlands 
And on the other half, by the French. So on one half of the island, they speak Dutch. The other half of the island, they speak French. Why? Culture. To colonize them. Here's my question. If heaven was meant to colonize earth, why are we as believers speaking more about earthly things than we are heavenly things? Oh, hang on. Hang on, we're getting close to something now. Why is it that our minds are always fixed on things that are temporary instead of kingdom things that are eternal? Oh, look out. See, what we've just done is we've revealed the plan of the enemy. I want you to base your thoughts, your actions, your nature based on the culture that he established. Not on the culture that your father established. Not on the kingdom of heaven, but the kingdom of earth. Now you and I have a decision to make. What culture will we follow? What will we seek first? Will it be the kingdom of God and its righteousness? Or will it be these things? You have to choose. You got to choose that every day, by the way. It's going to be days you get up and you just want things. You have to crucify that flesh. You have to want to bring heaven to earth more than anything else. Boy, if we could get just half of this crowd, I gotta look a little wild. If we could just half this crowd to be kingdom-minded, we could change this world. You get that? If we could just get half of this room to understand that you are not just a person, a, a Christuckian. You are an emissary sent from the kingdom of heaven and you have a purpose to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth by the culture and the will of God. You got a purpose, man. You got a purpose. Before you were born, baby, you were dialed in, heat-seeking missiles to bring the kingdom of heaven down to earth created you in his image. Why? He wanted you to bring his likeness here. Wanted you to explain his character. Wanted you to elaborate on the beauties, tenderness of our God, those who don't understand him. It's a beautiful picture. Point number three, God wanted mankind to be his heavenly ordained governmental representatives on earth. God wanted mankind to be his heavenly ordained governmental representatives to earth. I'll say this again. You were not created to function in this sin-filled world. You were called to change it. You were created to grab heaven Drag it to earth. It's a beautiful picture, yes? Let me show it to you in scripture. I thought you might. Genesis chapter one, verse 26 through 28. They're not ready for this, Tim. Get ready. Some, get ready. Uh, I see light bulbs just click on all over this room. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our what? Mm-hmm. Let them have pacification. Wait, what's your screen say? Let them be pacifists according to other cultures. Is that what it says? What's yours say? Dominion? Dominion. In my likeness, you take dominion. You control things. Things don't control you. He says, you take dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Now check this out. God doubled down on his will. So God created man in his own image, comma, in his image. Created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. 
have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. What about be fruitful, multiply, do we not understand? I should just teach a sermon on fruitful, multiply. Because I want you to get it. Your job to multiply citizens of the colony of heaven. Be fruitful, multiply. Then fill the earth and subdue it. Did you know being created in God's image means that you are a creator? Oh, hang on, hang on, Pastor. You're getting me. Here. God stopped creating things after he created us. Why? Because now it's our job to create. Pastor, this is just too much. I don't know about that. No, no, no. Show me one thing God created after Genesis chapter 4. You see, if he is a perfect God, everything he's spoken to existence shouldn't need it to be added to. He stopped creating in Genesis. Then he told us, now you go subdue what I created and be creative with it. He made us in his image, in his likeness. Little creators. Little powerful creators that he would give witty inventions to, that would change societies, create air conditioning, praise God. Can I tell you something? Meant for you not just to be fruitful and multiply, but to fill the earth and subdue it and then have dominion. To have dominion. Here's what's interesting about dominion. I broke down this verse, every word in this verse. Have dominion. And the word here, dominion, if you look it up in the Hebrew, it's the word rada. Rada. R A D A H. Rada. If you look it up in the Greek, it's basilia. Basilia. The problem is, is that when you reverse look up rada and basilia in English, you don't get dominion, you get kingdom. That did not land the way I thought it would. I know I'm giving you a lot to eat, kids. Hang on. This is a good one. Let me go back and read that verse. He says, God said to them, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, and have kingdom. He says, what I have in heaven Created on earth. That's good. Dad gummit, that's good preaching. Do you understand that? God said, What I can do in heaven, you get to do. Whatsoever you bind on earth, bound in heaven. What you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Why? Because Heaven's the kingdom. Earth is the colony. Whatever goes there goes here. Whatever's good in his culture is good in my culture. Problem is we've misidentified our culture as believers. You see, if you want the culture of the earth, God will let you have it. You'll get all the mess that comes with it. Drama, the sickness, the disease, famine, you have it all. Or first, the kingdom of God and its right standing with what it tells us to do, and all these things will be added to us. Man. The word kingdom. Ready for this? The word kingdom. It's the governing influence of a king over a territory, impacting it with his will, his purpose, his intentions, producing a citizenry of people who reflect the king's image, nature, knowledge, lifestyle, morality, and values. Wow. Leave that slide up there for a minute. 
governing influence of a king over a territory, impacting it with his will. Thy kingdom come, thy will. Purpose, what's his purpose? Recollect his children and save them from curses. That's his purpose. To bring us all back into right standing, righteousness, there's righteousness again, bring us back in line. Why? His intention is to bless us and give us such influence. We can produce a citizenry of people. We multiply. You can't kill a Christian. All they do is multiply. Hey, we're like cockroaches. If there's nothing left at the end of the world, there'll be some Christians walking around. You can believe that. You know how I know that? Because all throughout time, Christians, they've tried to extinguish Christians. You can't do it. You can't do it. Why? Because the Holy Spirit governs us. And he knows the actions of a man before a man commits the actions. He will always, the Bible says, he will preserve a remnant that will carry on what? Function of the kingdom of God here on earth. Man, this is good. Number five. Hang on, number four. Number four, I'm skipping points here. God's desire was to manifest his wisdom and to execute his will through kingdom influence on earth. His desire was to manifest his wisdom and to execute his will through kingdom influence on the earth. Man, I wish I had like five more. Can I have five more minutes? I just want to. Okay, I'm going to give you something first service didn't get. Here we go. Lord, help me get it to him the right way. Knowledge. Understanding. Wisdom. Knowledge. Understanding. Wisdom. It's not in the notes. Write those down. Knowledge. Understanding. Wisdom. Say it one last time. Knowledge, understanding, wisdom. What do they mean? Knowledge is simply this, information. It's just information. By knowledge, just put a dash and put information. By understanding, put a dash. Put application. Wisdom, write down perfect application. Standing, what I say, application. Put down next to understanding, perception. Feel this by the Holy Spirit. I'm literally flying, I'm giving it to you as I'm getting it. Seeks wisdom, but you never, never chase knowledge. You can never be in right with the kingdom if you don't know the regulations. We are all seeking blessings, but we don't seek the righteousness. If you really want to seek righteousness, it's those three things. You ready? Knowledge, understanding, knowledge, information. Go to the Bible, get what it tells you to do. Then don't just read it, get understanding. Understanding is you have the concept, you understand the concept, and you're ready to put it in functionality. That's where wisdom comes in. Wisdom is the perfect timing. Step into that functionality. This is why more people don't understand the kingdom. Because they're not putting the time into the scriptures. If you read any, this is why God put it from the very beginning all the way to the end. Anywhere you read, you'll pick up the kingdom. Why? 
Because if you just happen to find an open Bible and start reading, he wants you to get it. This is what he wants to teach you. Is that there is a kingdom that we cannot see. That dictates the kingdom we do. You and I, it's our job. Bring that here. To live that out in such a way that people say, I don't know what's different about them, but I'll have some of that. Why are they always healthy? Even when they're not healthy, they got joy. They just, man, they just, they, just, they function in a happiness that I just can't have. Why, why is it that, that their kids are doing right? Why is it that they always seem to have joy in their marriage? Why is it that? not because of wisdom of ourselves. Because we get knowledge and we got understanding and we had the wisdom to apply it. You tell me where your life is in chaos, I will tell you. You'll get knowledge, understanding, Apply it, you got wisdom. And watch it change. It has to change. Why? Based on his kingdom and his word and his culture, he won't let it not change. Whatever he speaks has to come into existence. If he didn't, he wouldn't be God. Number five, the finality of his plan was to fill the earth with his nature. For heaven and earth to be one. He wants to use us bring his nature to earth. Closing. Show you a beautiful thing. Daniel chapter 7, verse 18. Again, Old Testament. It says, but the saints of the Most High shall receive the what? The what? Shall receive the kingdom. Wait, this is talking future tense. It's Old Testament. But the saints, how can you be a saint lest the blood be applied? Oh, 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 look out. We're getting close to some, some covenants and some promises that'll change us. He says, and the saints of the Most High, those who have received him in return will receive the kingdom. And it says, and they will possess the kingdom. Forever, not just forever. It's like Sandlot, forever. Kingdom forever, even forever and ever. He says, once you get it, baby, you can't get it off of you. An understanding of God's plan and then the wisdom to act it out. Wow. Wow. Over the next few weeks, here's what I want to do. I want to begin to share with you what Jesus shared with the disciples and the people of his day. Because what he was doing, he was trying to make an impact with those who had been disconnected from the colony. And he was teaching them. He would say, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. The kingdom of heaven is like a wheat and a tear. The kingdom of heaven. And he went on and went on and he taught them with parables. We would call them analogies. And those analogies, inch by inch, mentally crawled them back to the understanding that there's a kingdom. And they have been called to bring that kingdom to earth. Stand up on your feet. Man, this is good. It's just good. It's just good. Father, we give you praise in this place and we thank you, Lord, for wisdom. Thank you, Lord, when we study your word. We don't just get information. We don't just get understanding. We get wisdom. We get application. We get the ability to function on earth as if we were in heaven. Thank you for blowing our minds and changing our thoughts for shifting our paradigms that we can function here on earth with the power of the Holy Ghost here. 
just as it is in heaven. So Lord, as we go through this study, keep our spiritual ears open. I rebuke the spirit of confusion. Give us clear minds when we come to your house. Open ears and open hearts, open minds that we would receive the kingdom. We begin to function as its emissaries, citizens of heaven here on earth. I thank you for the power of the word today. Lord, under the authority that you've given us, bless us and keep us. Be gracious to us. Show us your favor. Make your face shine upon us and give us peace both now and forevermore. Cover us with the blood of Jesus. From the top of our head to the soles of our feet, I thank you that no weapon formed against us will prosper. We're kingdom citizens. Earthly weapons do not work against kingdom citizens. Thank you for that. May see it form, but it will never prosper. I thank you for that. Bring us back next week. More of your word, more of your wisdom to act it out. We'll give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. We love you, and we'll see you next week. For more information about Hope City Community Church, visit www.hopecitycc.com. Until next time.